0: This is my puppy. She's about four months old. She's very adorable. And she is the official, she's my official stream mascot.
1: <laughs> she is freaking adorable. Look at that. Oh,
0: she's <laughs> awesome. Goodbye.
1: Hello everybody. My name is Lat Mackey, and this is Sequence Break, episode 26. My good friend, Vanny Van is here on the podcast, episode 26. Hey Vanny, what's up? <laughs>
0: How are you doing, lad? I'm good
1: you, yourself, man. Good, good, good. Do, do, do you say Vani, well. do you say Vanny? I've always, you know, I've, kept, I've never bothered to ask.
0: Well, okay, so if you
1: if you yeah, want to know it. how, it's, how it's done
0: and the reason why it is. So um, the screen name was one that I conceived several years ago and it's, ad, it's an adaptation of a nickname, one of the many nicknames that we had for my son. His name is Giovanni great so it's essentially just the last part of his name but Vonny Von was just one of the the nicknames that that we conceived for him right so um, I just turned it into a screen name and this is way before I thought I was ever going to be doing live streaming or anything like that (laughs) so um, I just rolled with it and was like okay this is how I'll be called here and then when I would go into people's chats and say hello or whatever they're like oh hey Vanny Van what's up and I'm like actually it's pronounced Vonny Vaughn and like the reactions I get like Oh, um, oh, sorry. Uh, okay, I guess I'll <laughs> pronounce it right. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, thanks. And then after a few times, I was like, this actually is kind of DB behavior. So I'm, you know what? So I was like, I'm. I know it's just going to be like Sisyphus just pushing the boulder uphill. It's always going to be an uphill fight. I was like, you know what? Why don't I lean into it? Why don't I steer into the skid? So as you can see, oh, up on that side behind me. Uh, I'm coming to you live from not the man cave, but the van cave and a whole bunch of stuff was based around uh, it being a van. Like my my stream alerts when I started out were based on um, Chris Farley's uh, Saturday Night Live Uh, character, uh, Matt Foley, Mm -hmm. who whose big old thing was talking about, you know, living in a van down by the river. Yes. Government cheese. (laughs) Smoking doobies. Yeah. So yeah, it was all that. It, it was uh, so it, it was all themed around that, and then and then the whole van thing. It just kind of took off from there, and, and I've embraced it. So, well. but those who know me, and those who are my good friends, my true friends, will refer to me as Vani, <laughs> and you know this.
1: I always go with Vani, but then, you know. Yeah, no, you, that's right. That's okay, because right. okay. sometimes you, you're welcome aboard the van, and I hear Van, I'm like, oh, is it, she, no, and, you know, I remember hearing the way you introduced yourself at Cali Thawne, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you know what, Easy." He, okay, so th- there we go, we have set the record straight, ladies and gentlemen, but he, apparently you've decided not to die on that sword, so Vanny does come up, it's, uh, <laughs> it's oh, yeah, oh, know, yeah, it's, no, it's fine, <laughs> it's cool, it's fine. Well, uh, there's a couple of different reasons I wanted to get you on the podcast. Um, one of them, uh, obviously, is the Nootopia. You know, I've got the Nootopia shirt. If you're seeing the video, I love it. You know, we're it. all about the TurboGrafx-16. But also, some of the interesting you've done. Uh, you actually have done a bunch of interesting and diverse speed runs that we'll get to. Um, mm-hmm. Take us back to the beginning. Um, where where did the whole uh, when when you where did you start playing video games? What was like your first console game? What was like the first you know intro into video games for you?
0: So, so my very first experience ever with video games, all right? And this is going to... I'm going to date myself just right off the bat. For some reason, one of my parents' friends, during... I don't know if it was, like, my mom's, like, baby shower or just, like, as a gift or whatnot, but I I was the firstborn of of my parents. And they decided to give my parents, as a gift for me being born, an Atari 2600 video computer system. Okay. And so... So my very first memory of video games, I want to say I was no more than... I probably wasn't even two years old. I remember going into my dad's den, and he had his Atari 2600 hooked up to a Zenith TV. The screen was probably about, like, <laughs> yay big, and it was black and white. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he had it high up on a shelf because he didn't, want, he didn't want his infant son to yeah. be messing with it. And I remember he was playing a game called Casino. Where you could play, like, blackjack and five-card, you know, five-card draw and sure. stuff like that. Obviously, it was very primitive being on the 2600. But I remember just sitting there in his lap just watching him play. And something just clicked then, and I was like, oh, hey, this is cool. And then by the time I got an opportunity to get my hands on the controller myself, then it was, you know, the rest is history. And so, yeah, so my first console was an Atari 2600. Um, I was a big fan of a lot of the Activision games, so like Hmm. Pitfall, River Raid, Mega Mania, Chopper Command, um, uh, Keystone Capers, things like that. Those those were my big jam when I I was growing up. Now, in addition to that, and I actually just found out that my parents still have this, and I want to find out if it still works. My parents also, my dad has an Atari fifty two hundred which Ooh, is fancy yeah that, that was the one with like like the controllers like this it had like the keypad oh, on the bottom gosh, and yes. yeah yeah the buttons were like on the side mm-hmm. yeah yeah um A commercial failure, but still, like, an oddity when it comes to video games. He still has it, so I would love to get a hold of it, and God, if I could stream with that, (laughs) that would be
1: huge. Oh, man. Did you ever play it because I I have heard so many, I don't want to know if it's complaints, but I guess gripes, you know, concerns about the 5200 controller that it was just, it was so odd and felt weird, but I've never actually used one. Is it really that bad? I don't know. No, the... uh, it is a little unwieldy.
0: Like, you really have to, like, jam on some of the buttons to get them to work. But the big complaint about it is that those controllers wore down so quickly. Oh, got it. That, um, that it made using it for a prolonged amount of time prohibitive unless you were sinking a bunch of money into buying new controllers. Gotcha. So um, that so I think that for most people that are, uh, you know, I guess like historians or collectors or whatnot, sure. when it comes to that, that's their big gripe is that the controllers are just... Are, are are very fragile and not not very durable. Yeah, that's a
1: good business plan for Atari. You Just make controllers that wear out, and then you have to buy new yeah, ones. You know? have to buy more. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, you know that's that's really cool. Um, as a kid, what was like your did were you just did you just love playing the games or were you kind of person who liked to beat the games or play? You know, I'm curious. Like, what was kind of your approach to video games as a young lad? <laughs>
0: So, I mean, obviously, with games on the Atari, they're pretty simple. Um, You know, get the highest score, whatnot. But then once I got to the Nintendo era, and that's where I started to get... And obviously, there were a lot of games that I liked on there. I had a pretty diverse, um, you know, palette when it came to the games. But the ones that really grabbed me were the role-playing games, the RPGs. Um, With the exception of potentially Mega Man 2, the, the Nintendo game that I beat the most growing up was Final Fantasy. And think about how long it takes you to beat that game, yeah, right? holy cow. Like, I just played it over and over and over again, just because oh I loved it so much, <laughs> so like it really ingrained in me as a young as a young boy, though I mean uh, uh, playing you know Final Fantasy, um, Dragon Warrior, games like that, like those were all games that I would just spend hours upon hours playing you know, Legend of Zelda, things like that, just hours upon hours playing and um, and yeah and, and so for when it came to to doing RPGs, that's something that I've always started. I mean, and that's where I have my my deep rooted. I mean, and you you can see there. Whoops! God damn it! Over my <laughs> no over way. my right shoulder, all the Final Fantasy six um, perlers. Because that's I mean, that's one of my favorite video games. Not RPGs, video games of all time. So. Well- yeah, um, I think
1: it's it's interesting to, as a kid finishing RPGs. So my first RPG experience was a game called Faxanadu on the NES. Oh yeah, and I, I you know I couldn't I guess I don't know I, I don't know if my brothers and I couldn't sit still long enough to actually play play through and beat the game. We loved the story. We loved you know all the different things you could customize on your characters and all these kind of things. But for some reason we couldn't get through it. And so I have like mad respect for people uh, uh, who were you know if you're ten years old or eight years old or whatever like sitting down or trying to actually beat a game like you mentioned Final Fantasy. I mean that must have taken you like hours and hours and hours to actually complete that thing
0: oh yeah no a a play. well i mean i i got to the point where i knew where everything was and what i need to do what treasure chests to pick up what not right so i mean if i was really like all right if i'm going to sink some time into this i could do a playthrough of it in you know a handful of days right um I, I and like that, the, And that game's grindy, too. Oh, so, dude.
1: For yeah, real. Yeah, so. it's yes, exactly. I mean, it's a combat thing. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned Final Fantasy VI being, like, one of your favorite games, just not like RPGs or Super Nintendo games. Uh, the, the I didn't have a Super Nintendo growing up, so, like, going back into that library and playing Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI and all these mm-hmm. games that are... Like, they... It's surprising how well those games are holding up today. Like they are, they they oh, yeah. are just as good as I can. I mean, they're just as good as anything else that's out, you know, in the indie market and all those kind of things today. I don't know if you've had that similar experience, re, you know, discovering some of those games.
0: Well, you know, that comment I think really speaks to the fact that the the actual gameplay itself, as well as the story mm. and the characters and whatnot, they don't need to be fancy. They don't need to be high definition. They don't need right. to be all this stuff if you can find a way to make it fun and and have people cuz a lot of people that I I know especially in the circles that I run with they personally connect with a lot of those RPG characters from games just like that and when you do you know you really have that that deep seated um just love for a game like that because of, of just that unique feel that it can give you, right So so yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably a big reason why they still hold up to this day, you know, I mean literally, decades later
1: yeah this is probably why all of us are still streaming and playing them and speedrunning them. but they just they hold up so damn well
0: well yeah yeah yeah
1: absolutely <laughs> uh okay so tell us when did you first when do you think or how did you get into speedrunning? or what was you know what's the journey was there were you watching first were you attempting things competitively gaming what curious how you got there
0: so oh boy this was several <laughs> several years ago i remember i was i had a random conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about Mega Man 3 and so, there was one day that I just went into YouTube, and this is when YouTube was still fairly new too. Went into YouTube, and um, you know, was just searching for Mega Man Three stuff, and I saw a run of it from uh, from an awesome game done quick, and I was like, "Wait, what is this? Why is there an audience here for this?" <laughs> I was like, "What?" So, I, so I started watching it, and I was like oh, crap, this is a thing? <laughs> and then and then from there, the rabbit hole just went, was deep and bottomless. And I just started looking at all this other stuff, and I discovered, like, RPG Limit Break and all these crazy streamers and, and all this stuff. And um, I was like, oh, my goodness. I, I, I was like, I wish I would have known about this years ago because this all seems really cool. So I wanted to get into streaming, but I looked at my setup, and my setup was... My wife's MacBook, and I was like, "This has some limitations." <laughs> so, I tried to do the best I could, and um, it, it just—it wasn't working out. But I was like, "You know what? Let's just do this as a hobby." So, actually, the very first game that I ever speedrun—I didn't—I st- wasn't streaming any of this at the point. Very first game that I learned to speedrun for real was Super Metroid, because that game is just so phenomenal. It's—it's. It, it's, it's just a masterpiece of a game. And as a speed game, obviously, you know Super now. Super Nintendo again. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know now that it's 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 just such an amazing speed game and it's so popular. I mean, how many? How, I mean, practically closed out, you know, how many GDQs? Yeah. Anyway, so, um, but I didn't really know any of the speed tricks and I didn't obviously have, you know, save states or an emulator or anything like that. So I was just trying to play through. And, you know, my runs were, were pretty sloppy. But what I did it was actually funny is um, I used my son's iPad and I used it just like in the notes app. I kept like a, I guess a journal, if you will, like talking about, well, first of all, I had the notes for my run. So, okay, I go, you know, so I knew the path to go. But then also um, when I would complete a run, I would talk about the things that went well and where I screwed up and what I can improve and looking forward to doing in the future. Kind of like chronicling (laughs) my, and I don't know if I still have that. It would be interesting to see if I do. But, um, but yeah, so then I, uh, so I did that. I also did a couple of speedruns of um Mario Kart eight, just like a, a thirty-two track.
1: Oh, cool. Um Oh yeah, I've seen that. That's a, you've there. submitted those runs. Those ones actually ended up getting submitted.
0: Those I don't think I have any videos for either.
1: Oh um, dang. I what I see, I saw I thought I saw Mario Kart eight on your speedrun profile. It might have been something. It else. is on
0: it is on my like in my Twitch bio, but I don't have any videos of that. Got yet.
1: it, got it, okay. So
0: what really got but what really got me into what really got me into wanting to do speedrunning and, and ultimately getting into the community. Like I said, I discovered a lot of things through YouTube, and one of them was, was RPG Limit Break, which I'm sure we'll be talking about plenty <laughs> later on. Um, and we've already discussed my love of RPG, specifically Final Fantasy. And I would see all these, r- these um, speedruns of like platformers and, and you know, things like that, and I was just like, man, it would be cool if there was if speedrunning RPGs was a thing, but I was like, no, they're so long. Like you're not gonna be able to speedrun a game in like twenty hours. Like, yeah. what the hell is that? What kind
1: of speedrun is that? And
0: then I stumbled across a video of I don't know if it was limit break. It might have actually been a game stun quick. Hmm. It was um, it was Brosentia. And he was doing the uh, Final Fantasy four what well, they called it Die Hard percent because he went up all, all the stairs. Hmm. It's essentially what we now know as the no credits warp run. And I saw him do it in about Okay, it was a GDQ. I saw him do it. I, I want to say he did it in about like two and a half hours. And I was like, wow, that's a revelation. I could do it. I, you know what? I, I mean, well, she, I was doing. I mean, my, my speedruns of Metroid were taking me like an hour and a half. I was <laughs> right, like, right. what's an extra 45 minutes? Like, I can swing this. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn the no credits warp run for, for Final Fantasy IV. And that was the first game that I started to really kind of dig into and practice. And then in the winter of, or like right around the beginning of 2017, the Final Fantasy community was holding uh, they were holding a tournament, uh, a a race tournament for what's called Paladin Percent, which is probably about like the first third or so of the game, as far as the content goes. Um, There's like a a specific point where the the main character turns into a Paladin and you're done. Uh, A good run is right around or perhaps a little under one hour. And I was like, okay, I've already been learning the no credits warp run, I so I, I know a lot of this stuff. Up, I'm gonna enter a tournament.
1: Sure, <laughs> no you know, big I had, deal.
0: I literally had like four followers on my <laughs> on my Twitch page at the time, and I was like, okay, what's Discord? All right, I guess I gotta join this. Oh, is this like a forum? Like, like I was I was so new to like everything, just completely green, and so. But when I came into the community, I was like, Hi, I'm I'm a noob. Please be gentle with me. Um, but I love Final Fantasy IV. I was kind of learning this stuff. Let's do this. And immediately I was embraced by so many people that to this day are some of my best friends. And um, I was like, wow, these people are awesome. Okay, I really like this. So went through. I actually had a pretty good run in the tournament. But then when I got done with it, I was just like, Okay, I guess I'll just keep speed running the game. And so so the No Creds Warp run was the first one that I really like started to sink time into it. And I you know, I got um I started to I don't want to say notoriety, but I mean that was people how people kinda started to know me was through was through my my runs of that game and I started getting better and better and better and um, I was like, Okay, this is a really cool hobby, um, how much further can we take this? And so I was like let me start learning other stuff, and so I mean, you know, we. I mean, obviously, we can talk about the journey from there to, you know, everything you see in my Twitch bio now. Not not only with all the speed runs, but also all the events that I've done, and um, yeah, it's it's been a strange trip over the last, you know, let's call it three and a half years.
1: There's a couple things I'd like to touch on there. I think it's interesting, one, that Super Metroid is one of the games that that is your first one that you try something where you attempt to play a game as fast as you possibly can. Um, One of the things that kind of blew my mind about Super Metroid running was when I was watching it like yourself on YouTube at at live events, things like that. Um, Runners make it look so effortlessly. They tell you the parts that are challenging and stuff like that, but then to actually see somebody and what the inputs are when you're playing that game, it blew my mind. And the fact that you're taking on that game because there's a lot of R's and L's that I had no idea that was part part of the game where they're pressing all these other buttons and so i'm I'm kind of it's kind of crazy that you actually that's the first game that you're trying out it's something that requires a lot of inputs
0: (laughs) well yeah i mean obviously i wasn't doing a lot of the same tricks and running it at the same level sure but um but yeah i mean because i would watch it and be like okay and try and do it i was like i have absolutely no clue what's going on right now so i was like you know what let's just skip that strat and maybe do a little backup that you know takes an extra you know six minutes but whatever
1: (laughs) I also love the fact that the thing that really hooked you was the community, because it sounds like that's the thing that made you take those next few steps. And I couldn't agree. I guess that's, that sounds like pretty awesome. That's the way that you get into this whole thing.
0: Well, OK, so and actually, that's an interesting story, too, yeah. because um, this would have been the summer of 2015. And uh, we had just moved from uh, where we were living before to where we're at now, which is in the greater San Diego area. <laughs> And uh, we moved down here to be closer to my wife's family, which was good, you know, for the kids and all the things like that. But um, other than my wife's family, I knew no one down here. (laughs) No one. And I I mean, where I came from up in the Bay Area, where I was born and raised, that's where all my family was, that's where all my friends were and whatnot. So I was leaving all that behind, you know, and doing the whole family thing. And so I was kind of out here, I don't want to say by myself, but I didn't really have anybody else. So to discover an online community that doesn't give a damn where you live (laughs) (laughs) was actually extremely refreshing because i was like oh cool now i have people with which i can you know communicate and and have relationships and whatnot and it's all good you know even though I, i live in a place that i hadn't before and so at the time when i moved down here i was uh, so, I uh, just to, real quick, I work sure. in the financial industry, and at, the, at one point, there was a position that they wanted me to take that required me to have um, some state and federal licenses in order to do so. And there's a lot of studying that you need to do for that. They put me in, like, an isolated room in the building by <laughs> myself, and I was doing all book reading and stuff online. Like, nobody was supervising me. No so, windows what I did was I, brought, was I brought my laptop, and... My control, my PlayStation Two controller with a USB <laughs> adapter, and I sat in there, and I would, you know, I would take like an hour and a half lunch break. I would spend twenty of those minutes eating, and the other hour plus, um, you know, doing Final Fantasy IV speedruns.
1: You know this is being and recorded, right, Von- uh, Bonnie? Just so I, just so I no longer work okay. at that. I no longer
0: work for that company. So cool, yeah, cool, that's fine. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I had time to kill and I was like, I want to kill this time speedrunning. I was like, I feel like I can actually pour something you know, into developing skills into a hobby, something I obviously really enjoy and I'm really getting into. And it was just a perfect storm. And from there, like, that's what really kind of created the foundation for me learning how to, how to do, how to do that speed run. And like I said, you know, we, I, I kind of just, t- just took off from there.
1: Do you mind if we touch on that for just a moment? So, uh, one of the early episodes I did was with Gelsrake, and we were talking about balancing, you know, having a family, having a career, and also speedrunning. And it's one of the things that intimidated me, to be honest with you, going in. I was very dedicated, still am dedicated to my career, and I love spending time with my wife. Like, how do I find time to do this? And, and I, I, I noticed that you stream around the same time I stream, so we're up late at night, you know, and I'm curious, yeah. have you, how have you found a, uh, how to balance all of that and, and you know, and, but ac- and actually do speedruns at a very very high level well the balance
0: is that the reason why I stream so late at night is because the kids are in bed and you know I mean if I'm going to get home for as much as I love speed running obviously I love my family much more (laughs) so if I'm going to get home from work um, because here's the thing like my you know my son he's got to go to bed early so he can get ready for school my daughter is even younger she needs plenty of sleep too so they go to bed fairly early so I wanted to get you know I want to get home and spend as much time with my kids as I can and then go stream, and also you know I don't want to be like okay later wife you know you you take care of the kids putting in bed while I go play video games <laughs> right right you know for over time for yeah. like you know two viewers yeah that didn't make a whole lot of sense either so um so yeah so that was that was the balance was you know, wait until the kids go to bed and then and and then and then doing some streaming and. So now, obviously now in the current environment, I have more time on my hands. So I've been able to pour right. a lot more time. in. Whereas before I was only doing streams that were maybe like two, two and a half right. hours. Now I'm doing streams that are like five or six hours because I actually have the time to do it. And that's really awesome. So, um, But yeah, but the balance is a delicate one. And I mm-hmm. mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, people like us, you know, dads, moms too, in the speedrunning community that uh, have to balance that whole, you know, the whole for your hobby, as well as for your, your you know, not only your family life, but then also your career too.
1: Well, you and know, we so talked a little bit about it before we started recording, but also you sacrifice casual gaming. You know, there's things that you can give up as well. Like, you know, you're not going to get to play as if you're doing the speed running thing. There are some, I don't want to say sacrifice. You just, you learn what you want to dedicate your time to, I think, right?
0: Yeah. And, and with with this being something that I've invested a lot in, not only, you know, money-wise, but also in, in time... Um, it speedrunning to me is not a chore speedrunning to me is not something yes. that is that is laborious yeah. it it is something that i that i deeply and truly enjoy doing all the time even when i get trolled even when i get <laughs> shitty rng like I, I, it's it's still something that you know obviously you take the good with the bad and the the whole thing about speedrunning is <clears throat> i mean it's a hobby that i don't think i've ever put as much as much time and passion into um, in my entire life. I,
1: I couldn't agree with you more, man. Like that's the, I, w- I probably wouldn't do it if it wasn't enjoyable, and I think that's one of the reasons you pick games that you like. And the like you mentioning Final Fantasy IV. Obviously, you a fi- You were you grew up on Final Fantasy. That's your, the game that you enjoyed. You know, it's, I just think I, I really respect that. I think that's pretty a pretty good uh, point to make when you're picking a game to speedrun, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So um, there's. The, I'm definitely seeing the path to, to RPG speed writing and stuff like that. I'm it still blows my mind that somebody makes a choice to actually say I can dedicate hours because like I still I don't I, I struggle to find the time. I really want to try an RPG, but it's 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 yeah. awesome that you know you, you can find the time to do those kind of things. Uh, let's let's move this a little bit here and, and had you did you know about the turbografx 16? Was that a console you were ever aware of? and how did you I discover Newtopia?
0: I had one growing up. That's awesome. okay. yeah yeah, I did. And, um, so it, oh man, I probably got it when I was like 10 or 11 and, um, it was cool. But, well, I mean, it was, I I got it. Toys R Us, you know, that's, you know, something from back in the day. Um, and they were super cheap. I want to say it was only like 50 bucks.
1: Especially towards the last year or two. It it, it was, yeah, it was always on sale. Like there was always cheap deals for
0: it. I was like 60 bit console, 50 bucks. I'll do it. (laughs) And so, um, so yeah, so there were, there were a few games that I had for it, one of which was, uh, one of which was Newtopia. And, um, I mean, I played it somewhat, but then once a Super Nintendo game into the picture, um, the TurboGrafx <laughs> pretty much took a backseat, sure. um, so, but yeah, it, I mean, that was a console that I that I actually had and played when it was still fresh.:
1: That's so cool. Uh, when you okay, so you're picking up the Super Nintendo when you, when you play a game like Utopia for the first time, if you can remember this, um, were you thinking, man, this seems like the inspiration for Zelda like this like Zelda is totally based off of this game, they've taken it a different route? I'm curious. I you know my my mental
0: state was not well formed enough to truly grasp <laughs> the The beauty and grace that is the inspirational source material of of Newtopia, and um, it was only in my formative adult years that uh, that that I really was able to really kind of get conceptualize exactly you know just how majestic it is
1: uh one of the things that i <laughs> I could just go on this forever. It's it's wonderful. No, um, t- tell us a little bit about the the casual playthrough of Newtopia because it is one of those games that you can. It's virtual. It's still on the Wii U virtual console. Like right now, you yep. can still go get the game if you want, or you know, some other way. Maybe make a legal copy of it somehow, and uh, you know. <laughs> but uh, take a little bit. Tell us a little bit about like the the casual playthrough. How does the game work? What's it? What's the, what's it play like?
0: So um, it it does play a lot like the Legend of Zelda for those that are that are familiar <laughs> with that. Um, and it's, uh, it, it does have some differences, though. It is not just like a, a, a straight rip-off. Um, the, the gameplay for it is um, somewhat unforgiving. As far You, you asked about a casual playthrough. Yeah. Um, that is a difficult video game. Hmm. And it's... Um, but it was one that, you know, it has... It has this very, like, unique charm to it. Not just as, like, a top-down... Action RPG, but just just in a lot of the sprite work and the the, the soundtrack for that game is tremendous. It's great, wonderful. Um, yeah, it, I mean, just just as an actual video game experience, it's yeah. it's it's a great one, and so it's one of the games that I remembered fondly when um, you know from from playing it growing up. Now, what got me into doing Newtopia as a speedrun was um I wanted to get involved in one of these 12 hour challenges it's actually the it's a, it's actually the one and only 12 hour challenge that I've ever done um it's kind I crazy thought, to do an
1: RPG that's not your normal typical 12 uh, hour challenge game
0: yeah and I can, and, you know it it fit in with the particular category which uh. unfortunately escapes me right now but um I was like yeah let's do this so this would have been back in Oh, man, this would have been back in like like end of 2017, beginning of 2018. And so um, I learned it and was doing it for, for the 12-hour challenge. And when it came to doing the actual speed run, um, I got a very rude awakening to just how challenging that game is. In the 12 hours that I did it, I completed... I was only able to complete one run because here's the thing: I was there was there were no resources, no guides, nothing for this. My only preparation was watching the world record video, taking notes, and just crossing my fingers. So the world record route has very, very little, if anything at all, in the way of safeties in it. Hmm. So I was trying to essentially do this safety list because I didn't really know what to do. Um, I didn't prepare the the best for this, but it, for the twelve hour challenge that is. But anyway. Um, so I learned any percent. I completed one run. My time was like one hour and seven minutes, which was about, I want to say that it was about like 13 or 14 minutes off world record. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is brutal. <laughs> um, so at the time, I mean, once I completed, I was like, okay, that's done. That, that's, that's cool. Um, but then uh, Enemy my fellow uh RGL TV staff member, he was he was like gung ho on pitching and putting together a TurboGrafx sixteen block submission for I guess this would have been SGDQ two thousand eighteen.
1: I remember that one. I remember yes him being all that's probably why the Discord came about. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And so and so he said, Hey Vonnie I know you've you did Newtopia for the twelve hour challenge. Why don't you submit that? And I was like Ugh. Okay, knowing <laughs> I was there was absolutely no way I was anywhere close to prepared right. to play that game on a GDQ stage In front Of of 100,000
1: like, people. Th- no yeah, big deal. I was like,
0: this guy's nuts. Yeah. So, um, so I, I, I played at it a little more and I got my time down to like a 103 and I was just like that, and that was the best I could do for my submission video. And I was just like, fine, just submit <laughs> it, whatever. That's cool. But then I was like, okay. If I really want to do this, then let's see what I can do to actually make this marathon viable. Because to my knowledge, I don't think it had ever been done in any sort of marathon that I was aware of.
1: Not that I'm ever. aware of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so, um, so I started tinkering with it and I found, you know, the, like the Book of Revival, some safety potions, things like that, looking at the 100% route. And I was just like, okay, Here's some things, you know. I and then I I, I figured out the um, the save and continue trick that would bring back um, that would that would bring you back to full life. And I was like, okay, now these are things that I can actually work with, and it can actually, you know, because because ripping run after run after run because you know you don't know it that well, and it, and because it's so unsafe, you know, it it gets to be a bit frustrating. But when I was actually starting to be able to complete runs from beginning to end and get those repetitions and whatnot. I was like, okay, now I'm starting to get a feel for this game. So, with nothing else you know, really planned, I was just like, alright, let's see how well we can do this. So, um, I just started plugging away at it, and um, at the time, this is, this is fun. So, at the time, the world record time was, um, I want to say it was like 54 minutes and 6 seconds. And the second place time was fifty four, was fifty four minutes and eight seconds. Um, at one point, working down, I clocked in with a run of fifty four minutes and seven seconds.
1: Oh, there we go!
0: So I split the two. I was in second place by one second, oh, but I wedged it right yeah. in there, right? Nice. And so, but I mean, I, I, it was a hell of a run. I was like, oh my god, this was like you know my my you know my magnum opus for for Newtopia. <laughs> I was like, I can't possibly do better than this. And so, um, and so the next stream that was when, that was when I was able to get, uh, that was when I was able to get the world record, um, which I have, you know, which since getting that world record, I've improved it several times. But since first getting it, I've held on to it since then, um, and that's not because you know my time is so great and nobody can touch it. It's more that nobody has tried to touch it. <laughs> um, and so the timing of this actually could not this podcast i mean could not possibly be better because all of a sudden there has been this surge of not only interest and runners but also people really diving into it and trying to do some new tech building some new resources so like i sent out a tweet earlier today i was like i've been waiting to send this tweet for two years now but i can finally do it the Newtopia speedrun is hot Right now <laughs> It is on fire So get in yeah. Get in, you know, ride this Wave with me, my brothers and sisters um, Because This is some good stuff we've got going On right now, so yeah, and, and for me You know, because I've poured so much in the game And we can talk about a lot of the things that I've done with it um, I, I like to refer to it As, I like to refer to it as Spreading the gospel of of Newtopia. I am a, I am a Jazeida's witness.
1: Um, (laughs) Uh, There's so much to unpack there. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So,
0: well, well, because I mean, I mean, you can see there in my bio, I've done it for Calithon, you know, obviously we'll talk about our experience with that. Um, I've done it for RPG limit break. I've done it for Retrothon. I've done it for the Valkyries. I've done it for. Um, uh, I did it for uh, uh, the, what Manix did. The Pixels for Peace. Um, I mean, and there's plenty more that I. You have also I'm world
1: record during a marathon, which oh, is. Oh yeah, awesome, I did it for. You know? <laughs> um,
0: I did it for uh, NLSs after dark. Yeah, yes, yeah. Which is where awesome. I just where I decided to just mess around and and catch world record <laughs> during a marathon. That was funny because I, I, like I was it was maybe about seven or eight minutes from the end of the run and I kind of looked at my time. I, I didn't even have my splits up. I just had a solo timer and I looked at it, I was like, um I think we've got something going here. <laughs> and I was like, I, I didn't even want to say like I'm potentially yeah. going to get world records. I didn't want to jinx it. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, this could be uh pretty momentous and then when I finally when when I got it, I was like, how how could this happen in a marathon? Like it's just it's just wild. But um <laughs> So, yeah, so this is ahead. one of
1: the reasons I want to talk about Utopia so much, because um, throughout the podcast, uh, everyone has kind of brought, in, brought, in, brought some hidden gems, and we had uh, Epic Neon Ninja Monkey and I did a whole episode basically on games that I think everyone should play that maybe have never heard of. And Utopia kind of feels that way, although uh, thanks to you, <laughs> you know, you are trying to spread the gospel that is that Utopia it cracks me up. Um, yeah. uh, there were some things that struck me uh, about Utopia that um, my casual playthrough of it took about 10 hours, and uh, you know, you're talking about about it be challenging, it was very uh, unforgiving. So if you game over, you know, you didn't start back at the beginning of a dungeon, you know, you're going back to the beginning of the world, you know, go to the temple. Yeah. Go to the temple. And so there were some things that just stood in my way of, of uh, it was not an easy not, I don't know if Zelda 1's an easy game. I don't know if I'd call it that, but I I felt like I could play through Zelda 1 with a certain level of, uh, I don't know, uh, proficiency with that, not having played it too much. Sure. Uh, Newtopia didn't feel that way to me, but that's the thing I liked about it was there was interesting uh, 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 items you can use, um, and there there is a the progression is pretty lim, uh, linear, which is a lot of the games of the time were just kind of that way. But but there yeah. was there's, there's enough interesting things happening, and the artwork and the, the soundtrack just make the whole thing worth it. You you don't mind spending ten hours there, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a fantastic gaming experience, and you know the the casual. Here's the thing: the casual play of it is. Um, you know, there's all kinds of people that you talk to all around, right. and they give you kinds of information because, yeah. like, there's things that you need to figure out. Like, it's right. not straightforward in certain sections of the game where you should be going or what you should be doing. But some of the townspeople that you talk to, they say some weird shit, man. Like, <laughs> like just shit. these, like, like these, uh, these uh, like, unnecessary religious references. Um, <laughs> like, there's, a, <laughs> there's a lot of Star Wars overtones in it as well. Um, and, and just some of the stuff you, like, it's just, but I, but here's to me that adds to a lot of the charm right. as well. Totally now, agree. when you when you're doing the speed run, you don't worry about any of that. You just grab what you need and you just <laughs> go, go, go. Um, but, but yeah, so so for people, so when I try to get people involved in the speed run and try to get them to understand what it's what it's all about, the first the, so the first Newtopia is um, it's pretty combat heavy in a lot of sections. But the nice thing is is that pretty much all of the bosses in the game can be in some cases completely manipulated such that they're essentially trivial. So if you know what you're doing, it can it can take a lot of the it can take a lot of the stress out of it there. But there's also a lot of cool like movement tech like, you know, knowing how to do combat as quickly and efficiently as possible. Like you can really sink a lot of time into into perfecting and optimizing that run and with it being a game you know I mean because here's the thing you know we talk about Super Metroid and we can talk about other games like you know like uh Super Mario World um uh, uh, Link to the Past things like that games that are just uh, that have like hundreds and hundreds of runners but have been optimized down to some of the most fastidious details um to me, Newtopia was kind of more of a blank canvas where there were optimizations to be had, but we wanted to discover them. And what and what my hope was, was that the discoveries would happen as a community, as a group. <laughs> and it's not just me right. putting it all together because you tough. Know, I can sit there. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I can sit there and just... Cry from the mountaintops, like, "Hey, run my game and and whatnot." It's really cool because it is. <laughs> yeah. But um, I can't make someone be right. interested. I can't. I can't make it grab someone. It needs mm-hmm. to do that on its own. And as far as how I present it and put it out there, it needs to be done in a way that is constructive and inviting and not tedious and obnoxious.
1: So. The. As Definitely. I was as I was watching you run the game, uh, one th- there were two things I noticed right away that you were getting better at it with just how to move and how to uh, the combat, and also I, there was some route changes. But there have been some interesting. You mentioned some interesting innovations. What are some of the things that have happened to Nutopia as far as the speedrun uh, over the course of the last year or two?
0: So, um, so I mean, as far as once I started to sink my teeth into it, compared to what it was, you know, when when I first picked it up, um, is yeah. So is a lot of the uh, you know the, a good amount of the the boss strategies as far as optimizing things there um you know how to use the fire one, which is essentially your your main projectile weapon in the game um you know when it's most efficient to use that as opposed to opposed to using your sword. That's a lot of, of fun to use, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are lots of rooms, and, and this, is, this is one of the places where you can really sink time into it. There are lots of rooms in the game when you're going through the crypts or the dungeons, if you will, that are essentially completely dark. And navigating, because you can spend 30 seconds going and picking up an item that will light up the room, and then you can spend two or three seconds lighting up each of those rooms when we get into it, but all that stuff adds up. Where you can just forego lighting things up altogether, memorizing the rooms, knowing the most efficient ways around there. Which is cool, not because you're saving time, but we have to remember that speedruns... I mean, the whole reason why we stream speedruns is because we want to share them with other people. And if people are going to consume them, it would be nice if they were interesting. (laughs) To me, it's pretty interesting to watch someone running around in the dark with no problems at all making it look super smooth and um and you know and and just you know wrecking the game in that in that fashion so that so i I poured a lot of time into that as well so um but then when it came to uh but now this is just in the any percent okay um portion of it there's then there was also the 100 percent category once i kind of had taken, you know, really sunk my teeth into any percent. I was like, all right, let's continue to expand on this, and then went into hundred percent. You know, did some optimizations there as far as you know routing and things like that. And so once it had become, once it it had become established that, you know, I was, you know, I was the preeminent speedrunner of Newtopia. <laughs> uh, my friend, her, her her screen name is, is Glitch Witch, but uh, we all know her as Cat um another fellow rgl staff member she uh she and i have a we have a great relationship she's a dear friend uh, and we love to just give each other crap all the time <laughs> so one of the things she would always harp on me about is like tony when is low percent Newtopia? when are you going to do low percent and with uh, for which there had not been a category to find <laughs> and i was and i was thinking about it and it just made my head spin because i was like low percent would be virtually impossible especially in certain sections but I wanted but I wanted to I, I, I essentially wanted to pacify her or, or I, I wanted I wanted to to patronize her yeah. um, because that's you know that's what I do. Yeah, I do And so I was like, all right, what if I do the entire run but without the Fire Wand, which is arguably the most important item you right. get in the game? I was like, is this even possible? And so I sat down one stream and the second time I tried it, boom, got it all the way through, and I was like, Sweet. Here's another category for this game. You know, for people that want to, you know, make it more challenging. So um, that was, uh, yeah. So yeah. So the, the, you know, just trying to expand what is available there for speedrunning Newtopia um, was was something that I enjoyed doing. But actually, you know, so I, I wanted to. I figured we'd be talking about um, about Calithon yeah, last year. Absolutely. And uh, the experience there with Newtopia. Now, um, when I uh, well, you know, at, at the, it was at this point that I felt confident enough to submit Newtopia for a live marathon. I felt like I'd put in enough work. I felt like I, you know, I, I was really strong with it, and so, uh, and so I submitted. And I remember I got a message back from one of the organizers, and he said, "Hey, looking at your Newtopia submission, and I'm really digging this game, but I have a question for you." It, your your capture is super clean. Are you running on emulator, or is it on a console? And I said, well, the one that I submitted there is on an emulator. And he was like, okay, cool. Do you have this available on a console? And at the time, I said, yes. Because <laughs> I didn't want to completely torpedo my chance of getting yeah. accepted to this marathon. Absolutely. So um, lo and behold... NewTopia gets accepted. And I was like, well, I guess I need to buy a TurboGrafx-16 and an EverDrive and have some way to be able to play it on stream because this is happening. (laughs) And so I went on eBay and I found a TurboGrafx-16 that was hard modded for composite out. It's a beautiful mod. It's really well done. Oh, wow. Really reasonable as well. The controller was in pretty good shape. As you know, Turbo EverDrives are not terribly expensive. So that wasn't too big of a... uh, that wasn't too big of an investment either, and then I had to. And and you know, when you take a game from emulator to console, especially one where there's a lot of timing and whatnot, there's a big oh. readjustment. Period. Oh
1: heck yeah! Oh my gosh, it took me months. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, so I had to, I had to perfect, um, playing <laughs> uh, you know, playing Newtopia, uh, on the console now, and um, but I'm glad that that it ended up working out because. Um, it's the, it, that, that's the first ever live run that I've ever done was that, was at, at Calython. And, um, it also, I guess kind of helped that, oh, what time did my run start? Like about like 3.30? Yeah, it was way turn? late. <laughs> or early was like, like, trail, like we'll yeah, it. yeah, like quarter after three. And, and fortunately the guy that I'm looking at right here was, was gracious enough to not only stay up that late. <laughs> hey, got you know it. The fact that you had the next run after mine might have had something to do. I <laughs> had a
1: little something to do with it. But yeah, <laughs> but but
0: uh, to uh, but to be on the couch was uh, was cool. Now and now now here's the thing. I will say this lat and keep this in mind. With Newtopia blowing up like it is, <laughs> when it becomes the hot new speed game that everybody wants to play, inevitable. You you my friend can say hey for the very first live. Run of that game ever. I had a front row seat <laughs> to history. <laughs>
1: right. I keep saying that I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna keep wearing the Nootopia shirt until Please you do. know we get into games Zen quick. Until it's threadbare.
0: Anyway, so so um, so yeah. So that was cool. Now before before um, Calithon even happened because um, Calithon was in March uh, after that is another annual and, and I'm actually repping it there right it is. here <laughs> is, um, is a marathon called RPG Limit Break now RPG Limit Break is something I had attended so this is 2019 right so I had attended the previous two RPG Limit Breaks and um, RPG Limit Break is a marathon that means a lot to me for several reasons first of all You know, the obvious, what we've already discussed, my deep love for RPGs, and that's what it's all about. Um, The second is that a lot of the people that I first got introduced to in the community that um, are are still dear friends of mine now, a lot of them are going to be attending the event, so it was a great way to see them. But then also on top of that is that um, RPG Limit Break, uh, it is a charity fundraising marathon. And the cause that they raise money for is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, uh, which is called NAMI for short. Um, and that particular cause is one that means a hell of a lot to me, just because of um, of my experience with mental illness. Uh, you know, some of the some of what my family has gone through, friends as well. It's an extremely worthy cause, and so to be able to. Contribute to that and to help To raise money for that Was um, Is something that means a hell Of a lot to me so Submissions for that game Or for that marathon excuse me Were in January And I had learned That Newtopia had got accepted For Limit Break Before I had even done Calython oh, And so While I was excited for Calython um, and and not, not to disparage anything About no, that no. great marathon and, and direct relief And who they raised money for And all the organizers And whatnot And I certainly was honored And you know I mean that was where I That was where I took My maiden voyage and, In live speed running Or in a live marathon speed run Was there But to me I was already looking forward To limit break Because I knew That was going to be Such a momentous occasion right. To be on stage for that And so The fact that our runs well, for, for, well I guess I'll speak For my part The fact that my run Was like Three thirty in the morning. Aside from people on stage and people in the crew, I think there were like five people in the building. Like if we're maybe. lucky, yeah, yeah. Um, one
1: of them security. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> one of them just coming in to get the free pizza. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, it was, um, it was it was fantastic experience to be able to have that under my belt before going into to doing limit break and I, i'm pretty sure and I, I don't have this part of it up right now but yeah oh okay i oh, would just finished up you're showing my oh yeah it's, my it'll repeat here from, just a second yeah it's, just, from, it's actually just started back break. up again oh okay yeah. oh cool 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 let's uh, um
1: yeah can we hit on before because i want to get into limit break stuff too we'll just hit on calithon here for just a quick second because yeah. if you haven't seen Vonnie's run from calithon it's Really damn good. There are very few mistakes at the time where your skills were at and everything, like where the run was at. Like it was a really clean run. And on top of that, you talk like you you explain everything that's going on through it really well. And I was really impressed. I on the couch I found myself being a viewer. Like I was enjoying so much of watching all this stuff, and it was a really kick-ass run. Um, the other quick thing I wanted to mention about California, which I found was interesting, I wasn't quite aware of all of the speedrunners in California. So um I had always noticed the Lakers jerseys behind uh, Vonnie's back. So I'd always assumed, oh, he's got to be a California guy. Little did I know, Northern California, San Diego, all those things. But meeting all of the other people who are actually in the area, er- you know, who are in the California, greater California area was really yeah. uh, a fun part of that event. Uh, one of the organizers grew up in the city next to mine. Like we were just, you know, all these things you, you find out, which is, that's one of the things I think that I'm really missing. And and I hope I, I hope the events, come. I, I assume they will. The events will come back slowly, but surely. But sure. being able to, you know, the, taking that community out. Aspect of what we do it to into a real live thing it's just it's uh, it's tough to put it in the words what kind of experience and how much fun and how great that is to for yeah. everyone and everything yeah
0: and you know and and to discover that that there are a lot of people in California that speed run and who are who are strong in the community is cool because it's like hey these are my I mean i have I've been on this planet for damn near 41 years and I have never <laughs> lived outside of the state of California yeah yeah it is I mean this is this is my home. This right. is where I have I was born and raised. So, so that was a cool thing to participate in an event that bears the name of right. my home state, and obviously one that I love, um, that I love so much. Um, was 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 really that was special. That was that was really really cool.
1: Totally agree with you, Murdoch. You know, Murdoch's a Californian. He's in the chat yeah, right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Um, I, the RPG Limit Break thing is so awesome. So Bro Central was actually the episode before you. <laughs> so Bro oh, yeah. uh, talked a little bit about RPG Limit Break and 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 the causes and and, and the mental health and the personal reasons. Uh, it's nice to hear that that's one of the reasons you like participating in this event too. But the one thing that I key, that I always gets and I have never attended. I've only watched the RPG Limit Breaks on the stream. But that it's you know it's like we talk about. It seems like the ultimate community hang. It seems like it's really a, kind of a, a smaller event in of uh, the live aspect of it pulls yeah. on a ton of viewers, but I mean, you just right. know the, the actual event itself. And it that sounds like a pretty unique aspect to it at this point.
0: So uh, there are plenty of people that attend limit break regularly that uh, also attend the, the GDQs regularly. I mean, the people like, um, like Puexel, Spike, Vegeta, J-Hobbs, right. <laughs> Kizaron, you know, uh, the, the list goes on. Um, and so they, they obviously have a very strong point of reference. Right. And so what I understand is that take Take GDQ and uh, shrink that in size to about like one-tenth of what that is, (laughs) and that's basically limit break. So to me, what I I appreciate, and now having never attended a GDQ, so I don't have a personal point of reference, but what I appreciate about that is that it is a big enough group... That, you know, you still have like a, a major marathon feel, hmm. but it's also small enough that it can still be intimate as well. And I mean, and just like and, and just like uh, the GDQs, there is a there's a good sized practice room. There's all kinds of stuff going on, you know, obviously practice, but races, people hanging out, all that stuff. So you still get that part of it. Um, And the and the event is right there in the hotel. So, um, you know, you, you get you get that whole atmosphere as well. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's so much fun. It's just, it's such a great week. And, um, and yeah, I've, I've been every year since 2017. Uh, it was supposed to have happened about two weeks ago. It's been postponed to October. Um, I'll actually be doing another run in, in this one when, and yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, I'll actually be doing a run in this limit break as well. Um, when it does occur. So that'll be really fun. Um, but but yeah, it's it's just a tremendous event, and I, I look forward to it every year, and um, you know, for th- for many reasons which we've discussed. I think
1: that's kind of a sign of an event too. Like, uh, you know, you attended before you even had a run in. Like you, it was no, part. You right. were def- there's definitely something. then you mentioned finding the community there, and I, uh, it's it's you know, it's so funny because I always think of like speedrunning as like this niche thing, but we have niches with inside of our niches. You know, we got the RPG speedrunners. Yeah. You know, we got yeah, different exactly. games even have their own niches and stuff. It's always it's awesome that all these places exist, and whatever you're whatever thing you want to experience. There is a community for you here, you know, which I think right. is really awesome. And RPG Limit Break being so inclusive, obviously, you know, is uh, another uh, just real great aspect to it, to say the yeah, least.
0: certainly, certainly.
1: What are you running in uh, this year's uh, Limit Break?
0: I'll be running Willow Any Percent.
1: Willow Any percent. Okay, another speed run. I've been watching your stream on and grinding yeah. up. That's a fun little yeah. game. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, I, I, we we kind of touched on it, but I did want to I did want to talk about the actual run of yeah. Newtopia at um, at Limit Break last year so what was interesting with that is and you know you mentioned oh it was a it was a clean run is that um, I had submitted Newtopia any percent because the vast majority of the work that I'd put into the game was to the any percent category and 100% was kind of just something yeah I would gotten the world record but I just kind of kept that on the side but I otherwise didn't have any donation incentives so after the fact i went to i went to one of the the event organizers and said hey um we can do an incentive to you know i guess quote upgrade the run <laughs> to 100 percent." yeah and they were like okay cool we'll take it under advisement well sure enough they put it in there and um and it gets met and i'm like i need to practice 100 percent now um because i haven't put that much time into it so, um, so I really poured a lot of time into it in, um, in the practice room there. And I must have had at least three, four, maybe five runs that were better than the world record that was posted on SRC. Like, I really hit a groove and I was like, okay, here's the deal. There is the very real chance that... I could have a recorded world record for Newtopia 100% at RPG Limit Break. And imagine submitting that as your vod for SRC. And so I was I was dead set on doing it, and I missed it by about a minute. Ugh, and ew. so I kind of knew throughout the course of the run. See, and here's those things for those for those of you. I don't know if you've ever done any like like performance art, like um, you know, like like singing, uh, acting on stage, anything like that. One of the big things that they tell you is that if you screw up, you can. There's a lot of things that you can do to make sure the audience doesn't know that you've messed up. You can make it super obvious, or you can just roll with it and you know kind of finding out how to do that is is a very particular skill so that's something that I was able to do with the speed run was there were things where I was just like oh my god this is so you know by my standards for me I was like oh, oh my man. god this is so sloppy but for you know the what the 12-15,000 right. people that are watching on Twitch they would have no idea unless I indicated to them yes. that I was messing up mm-hmm. so I was continuing to roll with it so but I'll tell you that there I don't I'm trying to think of a more kind of just exhilarating release of energy <laughs> that came with me pointing to the tech table and saying time oh, at the man. end of my run.
1: Heck yeah.
0: Um just and 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 I got to give a big shout out to to the community there and especially my friends because for a TurboGrafx-16 sixteen that <laughs> is kind of a stretch to say as an RPG. Um, That's true. True. To have to have that room. the yeah. uh, I mean, it was standing room only.
1: You got a great time, yeah. Room. You can you can see it's all packed. I mean, you can watch the video right now. It's all packed in the video right now. It was, it was <laughs> yeah.
0: It was it was packed and it was loud in there. Ah, so cool. So the fact that my friends came through so strong, and when I said time, and just the roar uh. that came up in the room, it's. It is literally a, a sensation, you know, not just how I felt, you know, listening to it, but just the physical sensation of all of that is something that I will never, ever forget.
1: It's uh, it's one of the things that uh, you know if you, you I think you get actually nowadays because they're they, they're micing the rooms and things like that you do get a sense of the room a little bit watching the stream at home but there's uh, being in the room is uh, something it makes it worth going to attend events I always tell people look even if you're not running or volunteering just go go to these events they when when they're actually around <laughs> cause yeah. we're not, we're like, but there there there's just something uh, if, especially if this is your into like we're all into video games we're geeking out we're nerding out you know it's it really uh, there's a great vibe to it to say the least and it's pretty oh, the, awesome. The, the vibe, the vibe in there was indescribable, mm. indescribable. That right. yeah. it's, uh, it was, it was fun to watch it. Home, I'll tell you that. And, and it wasn't just because I'm seeing this console that nobody, know you know, not a lot of people have heard about. Like yeah. the, that's part of it. But then just seeing, obviously, everyone's reacting like for real reactions. You know, it's it's uh, yeah. pretty awesome.
0: But you know, we, we talk we talk about history w- with this game, and um, to, I mean, obviously to this point, but uh, Newtopia was the one and only. So it was the first ever turbografx 16 game that's ever been run at an rpg limit break that is awesome so there you go there's a little slice of history right there
1: yeah i i gotta learn learn the library a little better but i don't even know if there's any turn-based like traditional rpgs on the console i'm not sure there is come to well see it and,
0: and you you know this that when it comes to the library of games especially that we got here in north america it's right. nothing compared it's nothing. to what was released in japan right so yep, totally true uh, and then, and then, of course, you know when we go into oh, ease, ease, of course, into, ease. Well, yeah. well, but then, when we yeah. go into the CD games right. and things like that, then yeah, there's um, there's more of a library. But um, but that that's not really what the TurboGraphic sixteen was all about, you know. So yeah. Um, so yeah. So, so any any RPGs that come on there is, you know, it's obviously something I was going to seize upon.
1: No, totally. Um, there is a Utopia 2 for the uh, Turbo Graphics. The U.S. and and Japan got it. Um, yeah. What are some of the differences, or what are some of the what did they did they improve upon? Anything? What? what how does? It, I haven't played through the game yet, so I'm I'm speaking totally blind here. What changes? Yeah. What, what what happens in uh, in Utopia two? So what happens in Utopia two? And just
0: real quick, lore wise. So so the protagonist in that game is actually the son of the main character from. The first one, yeah. and part of what you need to do is you need to go out and find your father. So, of course. Um, so that so that's where the story kind of kind of picks up, and you know, so it takes place you know several years after the, right. the events of the first one. Now, what's what's so what's different as far as just the gameplay itself of Newtopia Two is. Uh, first of all, you can move diagonally, which is something you couldn't yeah. do in the first one. Nice, um, and also there is there is definitely a much more Varied arsenal of weapons um, in that game. So you do, you know, when it comes to combat, you have a lot more. You have a lot more options, and there's definitely there's definitely more depth there. Now, as far as the speed run goes, first of all, it is it's definitely longer. So my so my world record for Newtopia One and hundred percent is is the is the comparison point here. So my world record for Newtopia 100% is, I want to say it's like 52 minutes and change. And my world record for Newtopia 200% is one hour, 11 minutes and change. Oh, so wow. So 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, oh, that's another thing about Newtopia 2. It is completely linear. Um, <laughs> oh, there oh, is, gotcha. um, you had some kind of leeway as far as which crypt you would go to in each of the spheres in the first one. But in the second one, you do everything in order. Now, the, big, the two big differences from Newtopia 2 as compared to Newtopia 1 is that, especially in the early part of the game, the RNG that you need from uh, enemy drops, the items that they drop, are crucial to being able to complete the run. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you, need, you do need drops in Newtopia, but it's not nearly as critical as it is in the second one. Uh, the other big difference, in, and this is actually something that that I touched on when talking about tech for Newtopia, is that there is you know, pretty much all of the bosses can be, in some cases, completely manipulated and trivialized. Almost all of the bosses in Newtopia Two are complete RNG fests, so um, it can it can really make or break runs. You know, because like there's one particular boss that has. One of that has three different attacks that it does, and it can only be damaged when it does one of those particular three. Well, you have you have a one in three chance of that attack coming out, so you can kill that boss in as quickly as two or three cycles. I've had it take you know up to thirty cycle, (laughs) twenty five or thirty cycles, and in that case, the difference between the two is like, you know, over a minute. So when it comes to trying to speed run it at a high level, if you get twenty cycles on that boss you know, you're, you're basically kissing any opportunity <laughs> to be
1: there, goodbye. So- when, um, I watched, when I first started watching your attempts at Newtopia 2, I actually was like, what the hell is going on? Like, why is the, like, he's not even hitting the boss, because he wasn't giving you the opportunity.
0: Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, um, so yeah, and the, the combat to me, the combat in Newtopia 2 is much more fluid. And, and here's another difference. When in Newtopia 1, whenever you would stab with your sword or, you know, let's say throw out fire or whatnot, um, you would stop in place while, you were, while your sword mm. swinging animation was going on. In Newtopia 2, you could stab your sword and continue to move at the same time. In fact, you can actually, you can actually while your sword is out, you can like change direction and, and the sword will go That's with nice. you. So the combat, the, just the feel for the combat... It's much more fluid, which to me makes it more complicated because you have the opportunity to make things go faster. You have the opportunity to make things more optimized. And, you know, for me running it at that level, like I have to do that. Yeah. And so. So to be I, but, I, mean, I, I, I appreciate and love the challenge of doing it, because, again, Just like the first newtopia uh it's got that charm the graphics are great the soundtrack is phenomenal it's great yeah it's got some bangers yeah oh it it really really (laughs) does and so you know all the things that you love about newtopia are there but then there are also some some differences well now again the depending on the you know the the heavy rng factors that are that are not present in Newtopia one can be hard to stomach but other than that it's it's uh, I, I you know I, I it's weird to say this but I, it's superior to to its predecessor
1: I believe it I don't that's it's I'm glad you mentioned that because I don't have very many criticisms of the first Utopia, but one of them was you know being on the straight line path and not hitting the enemy that I was trying to do because once my sword already went out and the enemy had moved down you know a pixel or whatever you you totally miss even though it looks like you're hitting the enemy but you know oh. that, that got pretty kind could get frustrating at times
0: the hitbox is so Suck in that game. <laughs> yeah. They really, really do. But I mean, just like anything else, you adjust to it.
1: You adjust to it. You totally. And by yeah, by the time you're by halfway in, you're already run, used to it. I mean.
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, but just like any other speedrun, if you can kind of just get accustomed to how those work, and you know, go beyond, you know, you, you know, your eye. What's that line from um, from Star Wars? It says, uh, you know, your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them.
1: Yes, you know? right, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, uh,
1: yeah. Mur- Murdoch mentioned this that one of the ways you can play Utopia is also is on the, uh, you know, the TurboGraphic 16 mini. Yeah. And it brings up my other uh, I would say complaint, yeah, it's a complaint of the game. I'll say that. And and that there was the password system, you know, because the TurboGraphic 16 didn't have any sort of way at the time until you got the add-on module. There wasn't there wasn't, you know, the cards you couldn't they didn't have battery backups or anything like that. They couldn't save right. to the card. Right. And, but now if you play on Virtual Console or if you play on the Mini, we have save states built in. You can, it's, it, it takes care of a big, uh, a big problem I had with it was the passcode is like, I don't know, 40 characters. It's something ridiculous. Oh, and it's, it, it's insane. It would take me an hour to enter. I, I would take, it would take me half an hour before the streams would start to enter in the passcode. Yeah. Before it's I started pretty,
0: playing. it's pretty bonkers. So,
1: uh, uh, both Newtopia and One and Two. It's got some of my favorite ending credit title music. I don't want to spoil it or anything, but I mean the music. Yeah. It always it feels like a movie when you're when you've beaten the game, which I think is. Uh, you mentioned Star Wars. The it touched upon and there's this uh, you know you've talked there's this mythical I've seen your tweets the mythical third uh, 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 Newtopia that man if we could ever have one day like but it, but it felt like you know they were they, they were conscious of cinema references and you're mentioning Star Wars so true you know maybe they wanted that that uh, that original uh, trilogy of they wanted uh, of to games. make
0: it a tri- Trilogy, yeah. Ah, man. If someone could great. ever revive that. That would be absolutely incredible.
1: I wonder somebody's got to own the IP. I wonder if it's uh, Konami. Well, it's got to be point.
0: Konami. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah. Oh
1: yeah. It's on the console. That's right. So I yeah. must. I mean, somebody's get. Come on. We're putting some. How? Come on. TurboGrafx, People, go out and buy a turbografx 16 Mini. Put some money into it. We'll show them that we actually, you know, might want. That's so yeah. This is my pitch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm. am sure the link for the Kickstarter will be in this. Uh, <laughs> it, it will be. Will be in the. Uh, the description. Right. How do we
1: make it happen? Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh man, you know, just looking over some of your speedrunning games, uh, there uh, are—it's obviously primarily uh, 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 RPGs, but there's also things like RC Pro and something like this. What other kind of games do you enjoy playing, other than you know, like RPGs?
0: Well, here's the thing: virtually all of the games that I speedrun or games that I played growing up. So I Uh, I predominant, with the exception of um, Civilization Revolution. Okay. All of the games that I speedrun are considered retro. Cool. Um, they're you know they're either Nintendo yeah. Super Nintendo turbographic 16 and that's basically it um so virtually all the games that you see me speedrun or that you see there on that list are games that I grew up playing and enjoying the Very only cool. and here's the ironic thing the only exception to that is Newtopia 2 I never oh. played that growing up
1: Did that and, it's funny because that came out in the states but I can't remember when that would have come out I don't even remember yeah. that
0: well, I think I think by that time and like I had mentioned before, yeah. by the time it had come out, the Super Nintendo had taken hold in the household and that became you know, that, that was that sure. was where we were focusing all of our, our playtime. So and, and obviously all the all our allowance money in, in buying the <laughs> game, from my brother
1: and I. Of course. So um so yeah. Um um you know you mentioned that you had for for Kelly thought and for RPG limited you had to purchase a turbografx 16. do you know yeah. what happened to your childhood turbographic 16 I
0: think my parents still have it in storage I think it still exists it's oh still my God. intact some now I'm sure it needs to be recapped because oh, we sure. all know that the cat and, and you know uh, the the, the, the inner work um of the one that I have they showed pictures of it it looks super clean. Um, but but the my my original one I'm sure has to be recapped. Now the nice thing about community is that I know <laughs> multiple people off the top of my head that I could send it to and be like, make this pretty again and they'd just be like <laughs> you know, wave the magic make one or, you know, that'll be forty bucks and I'd be good to go. So I'd love to have a backup um, just in case this one craps out. But um, but yeah, I mean I've been oh I've 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 put some I've put some, some hard some hard time some some hard labor into this. I'm looking at it right now, this bad boy you, you, over here.
1: You mentioned a little bit earlier we kind of glossed over it, but you are a staff member at uh, Retro Gaming Live TV and we had enemy on episodes ago and yeah. I'm curious how that came about and well first of all, what exactly is that? And then how did that how did that whole thing start for you? So what so so as far as staff for for
0: Retro Gaming Live TV, I want to say there's about 30 of us and so we're going to be the people that are doing a lot of things, not only um, b- uh, you know that you see there in the events, but also behind the scenes. So, um, you know, doing the restreaming of events, doing the organizing of the events themselves, Tech. the promotion, <laughs> uh, creating the layouts, uh, things like maintaining the the RTMP server. There's a lot of you know names like uh, Anthole, Evo, Cavik, um, you know Shema, the Three Two, Enemy, Toad um Concakes, a lot of the guys that are that have been around for a long time and you know, do a lot of work behind the scenes. Like they are they are the unsung heroes of RGL TV. Like all the stuff that you see with um all the replays that we've been doing for um
1: yep. for Retrothon is The Retrothons, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, that's that's those guys making that happen. That's really so cool. um so but for for me for me as a staff member, how I came into it was um, another one of the original members and and a good friend of mine, um, he goes by uh, we call him Raptor, but his screen name is a Philosoraptor42. Um, he he's been around with RGLTV uh, for for a long time, and he reached out to me. This would have been like right in the beginning of 2018, and he just sends me a, a, a random DM. He's like, Hey, dude, I got a question for you. Um, do you know what retro gaming live TV is all about? I said, "Oh yeah, dude, I follow them. They're they're pretty freaking cool, dude." Yeah, what's up? He's like, "Would you want to be a staff member?" <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, what?" And he said, "Yeah. Um, I guess they had a discussion, you know, shortly before that DM, and they said, "Hey, we want to have more we want to have more RPG speedrunners on here, and again, oh, cool. that was when I was really getting into doing Final Fantasy 4 and nice. was was putting some work into that. And so they said, "Yeah, we'd love to have RPG speed, some more RPG speedrunners on board." That's kind of like a, um, you know, a deficiency, I guess you could say, that they had in their staff members. And so I was like, "Absolutely, yes!" I jumped <laughs> at it. And you know, so so I've been a member for about two and a half years now, cool. and um, it's been an awesome opportunity because. You know, there's a lot of people. I mean, I could list the entire crew. Um, yeah. But but just so many of the people in there are just... First of all, they're fantastic speedrunners. They're prolific. So, I mean, people like Toad, Bald Nate, Yelserick. I mean, just how... Glitch Witch. Just how yeah. proficient they are with, you know, just the the sheer volume of speed And Enemy is obviously in that list, too. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. The just The laundry list of speedruns. That they have on their resume is truly impressive. And for all of them to be retro games, which is obviously something that I do pretty much exclusively on my streams, I was like, man, I feel at home here. Um, And and I, I mean, I've obviously made a lot of great friendships with a lot of people there that I share common interests with. Um, in, in you know being being a staff member there, it's something I'm really proud of to be able to be a part of that group, and uh, it's definitely an honor that that I hold in very high regard to be in a group you know with names like a lot of the people that I mentioned there.
1: It's uh it's obviously something that I'm a fan of, and I think most people who listen to this podcast will probably be aware of sure. uh, all the programming. To see, I think it's also been cool to just kind of watch where it's gone. I mean. And then we talked about Retrothon kind of being your guys's premier event nowadays, and to see what it has done to our community, uh, yeah. it's it's pretty. It gives a lot of people opportunities they might not normally have to 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 present some some really. I mean, there was a sixty-eight thousand. there's was an X sixty-eight thousand block with Jorf this year. I mean, this is like just some really interesting, uh, sometimes off the beaten path type stuff. But it, we all share the same affinity, I think, for the retro stuff, which is uh, I think one of the things that ties the whole thing together, which I think is really cool.
0: I I have. I have uh, described Retrothon as essentially being RGLTV's Wrestlemania.
1: There you go. That's yeah, a I good mean, like, analogy. Yeah, so,
0: so yeah, RGLTV is to that what, what the WWE is to, is to Wrestlemania. Um, and yeah, and, and it's just, you know, the growth that that event has had. Right. I mean, and even still, the interest that people have in just us running replays of it, it's, it's such a unique collection right. of speedrunners and, you know, just the showcase itself that I mean sure you get retro stuff at things like you know RPG Limit Break and ESA and the GDQs and all of those things but for people that just love the retro games to have a week that just straight up celebrates that all week long is I mean it's it's like an absolute cornucopia for for people in that niche and those and anybody that's in that niche are people that I appreciate dearly obviously
1: uh, totally agree, and it's also you know I, I know this is now months ago, maybe it's even a year ago. You opened up the stream team so people can you know uh, use that tag if they're doing yeah. the streaming thing. Just, just it's a really it, I, and this is my thing about RGL. It's it's always it feels inclusive that way. You know, it's like uh, there, you're not limiting yourself or anything. It's, it's 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 nice. It's really cool. It's good. I'm community. actually
0: I'm actually really glad that you mentioned that because um, while being a staff member does still have its kind of exclusivity i think is the best word for it um the fact that we opened up team rgl tv to anybody that is a fan of it and that wants to you know use that team for their uh for their stream tags and whatnot i think kind of speaks to that whole community thing where we obviously know there's a lot of people that are big fans of this whole niche of the retro gaming and for them to be able to take it one step further and kind of have that badge, if you will,
1: yeah, that they can attach to, to
0: their stream it. is just something that just brings in more people and, you know, kind of spreads um, all of that love and all of that passion around to, you know, to all the corners of, of Twitch and, and, and yeah. And, and you know, the, the inclusivity of it is um, especially when compared to how some other Retro collectives um, were handled, or I suppose mishandled is the best way to yeah. put it. The, the focus on the inclusivity of retro gaming live TV is something that I truly appreciate. And obviously the effort that we put into it is something that, that uh, you know, hundreds of people in our community have recognized.
1: No, I'm glad you mentioned it, and I don't. I'm not afraid to shy away from it because I think that it's it's nice to see what the community can do together. I think that we uh, uh, people have you know, if you want to see some of the things that we're talking about, drop by my stream. I'm totally willing to talk about it. But you know, there are there have been some communities out there that don't represent us, and and yeah. uh, and and Thank kind of. You know, it's, it's it, 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 that's not, especially if you go to any event or if you even stop by many great, you know, uh, communities on Discord, you'll see what, what the community, in my opinion, what the community is about and those kind of things. And I, I think that's uh, one of the, I, I like that RGL made a conscious choice and was very public about it, like that, yeah. that we're doing this for this reason. So I, was, sure. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It's uh, not always easy to do some of those things. So, you know. That's pretty awesome that, that you've come that far, like, you know, and, and, and RPG speedruns, you know, start playing, play, picking up Final Fantasy 4. Where can people find uh, that uh, Twitch stream if they want to?
0: Oh, so uh, so it is twitch.tv slash Vonnie uh, Yeah, Vonnie Vaughan. Uh It is V-A-N-N-I underscore V-A-N um so yeah please do give me a follow if you enjoyed what you listened to here want to see the stuff that i was doing want to see kind of the the retro things and whatnot but um do you ever think one, you would get thing, to a thousand <laughs> well so uh, you know so here's the deal um you know you see a lot of people on twitch that have a bunch of followers and a bunch of viewers and they're playing stuff like call of duty sure. and fortnite and overwatch and league of legends and things like that and like a lot of these modern things aren't my jam. What I do is extremely niche. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's extremely niche in the grand scheme of things. So the fact that things like retro gaming live TV, RPG Limit Break, things like that have allowed me to have that kind of exposure and the, you know, you know, have the eyeballs on me that have allowed someone, you know, that does humbly what I do to get to over a thousand followers is, um, is something that I, uh, it, it's not something that I take for granted. It's something that I deeply, deeply appreciate. And for that reason, I always have that level of, that level of respect and that level of, um, kind of deference to those, those organizations, because, you know, while it is something that I get a lot of personal, um, that gives me a lot of, of personal pride and joy to be able to contribute to them because it's, they're things that I appreciate greatly, but just the things that they have done for me in return, as far as my stream goes and, and my efforts as a speed runner is, um, is, is really special. And again, like I said, it's something that I, uh, that I do not take for granted and is uh, it, it means a whole hell of a lot to
1: me. I've mentioned this before, but I attended TwitchCon at GDQX, and you realize so speedrunning, games done quick. Our biggest event is such a small, tiny fraction of a portion of what actually happens on Twitch. You know, you let's drill down even further. So, TurboGrafx-16, Newtopia, these are niches of niches of niches, and so uh, uh, super impressive and. Big congrats that, that you know, you you find an audience who will appreciate some of this stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, you know, when you're talking about drill down, yeah. So to, to speedrun Newtopia is something that's like, I mean, it is in like the darkest <laughs> recesses of the corners of, of live streaming video games. The fact that I have been able to take that right. and make of it what I have <laughs> and to gain the following and the notoriety, you know, to this point... ...that I have, you know, primarily from that game... ...is nothing short of astounding. So, uh, I I owe a lot to to the video game of, of Newtopia as well... ...because it's, um... ...I don't think I would be where I am without it... ...as far as streaming goes. Um... You know, because that's the one that, that has really taken off and has, has meant so much to me.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that. And this is uh, this is actually maybe a word uh, of advice or a call to action for people. So I didn't see anybody playing Bonks Revenge or Bonk, any Bonk games. I didn't see any typographic 16 on Twitch when I, I started watching Twitch around 2014, 2015. Yeah. And so I was thinking, well, you know what? If, uh, as I, it's first of all, it's the game I wanted to speed run because it's a game, I, I love Bonks Revenge. It's just, it's in my top 10 of favorite games of all time. Yeah, but then sure. as, as, as I started playing it, and Great John started running the game and some other people. Like, just taking ownership of finding your own community, there's something to be said for that. Like yourself, like, you know, you didn't see anybody else running You or There was one runner on the leaderboard, but I'm not sure if that person was streaming or anything like that. There's something to be said for just taking some ownership and, and, you know, driving that path yourself to (laughs) to find your community, you know?
0: Well, and and see, and that's the thing, is that because there have been so many other existing and established communities that have taken me in for the various games that I've done you know big big shout outs to the star tropics community my people there like uh like Terex, um, bug doctor yeah, uh, yeah. Zarek, um, you know just just to just to name a yeah. few just a, a hobo gym, you know uh, <laughs> folks like that are all people man when I came into that community they embraced me so strongly And I was like oh man, cool. hell yeah I'm gonna learn this game because the people here are awesome and like you know They're just nice to you. They're they're helpful. They're encouraging all those things that make a community great And, you know, all the things that have given me such positive feels about being a speedrunner with these communities, if I am able to be at kind of the the epicenter or the nucleus of creating a community of Newtopia and able to bring, you know, more people in and have that really take off, would be, you know, it it would kind of feel like giving back or paying (laughs) a Right, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, all these communities that have taken me in and have given me, shown me so much love and have helped me out with this hobby that obviously I have a deep passion for, if I am able to be the one that provides that to other people, how much that would mean to me is, is indescribable. Like, there's no way that I could properly quantify how much that would mean to me.
1: Well, uh, Vani, you know, you know, I'll be watching. So uh, yeah. I appreciate you uh, giving me the time and everything like that, and, and digging a deep dive into. Uh, if you honestly, if you haven't played the game, give it a try. If you if you know who yes. Vani is, you probably have. But it's it's <laughs> a real. Get, get, try any. Of the, I mean, just go out and it's it's one of those hidden gems. And uh, thank you so much for sharing uh, everything and, and telling us uh, a little bit about your approach and all that kind of stuff.
0: Well, I, I absolutely, I really appreciate you having me here. Obviously, you know, sitting here and having a conversation with you is something that I was looking forward to because <laughs> I true. knew we would have some some great things to talk about. But this is a lot of fun, lad. I, I really I really do appreciate you, you bringing me on here.
1: Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. If you're enjoying the podcast, subscribe, leave a review. All those things go a long way to helping out the podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation, I'm on Twitter, at latmackie, or you can also join the LatMackey Discord, where we have a sequence break channel. We talk about guests. We have questions. It's really interactive, really fun. Please feel free to stop on by. Thanks so much. See you in the next one.